0: Yes, let's testify and give glory to God. Who would like to go first?
1: Um, Brother Vivek Simran would like to go first,
2: please.
0: Yes, yes, go ahead.
2: Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Yes,
0: um,
2: no. go ahead. So, this story started two years ago. I'll try to keep it as short as possible. Um, God speaks to us in many ways. For me, it started with restlessness, and uh, everything was going well apart from. Um, apart from COVID like everything was fine my job was intact mom was fine everything was all good so I couldn't figure out why I was feeling the way I was feeling Um, and I was praying about it obviously and um, one day while listening to mass we we were they were talking about the story where Peter walks on water and um, he said lord i when he sees jesus he says lord i want to come to you and jesus says come and i don't know why but i really felt like that was god telling me come um and i couldn't put my finger on it i couldn't figure out what that meant um, um and so, so sorry my thing is echoing <laughs> and i can hear myself speak um so what what ended up happening was with COVID and everything, it looked like we would have to relocate to Melbourne. And so I was looking um, to see, because everything, as I said, was going well here. I was looking to see what jobs I could get there and uh, With I study law, we have a particular process that we have to go through to get jobs with the traditional law firms. So I applied for an internship with one of the, there were very few that were taking people from interstate, especially because of COVID. So I applied to one of them, Uh, not really caring about the outcome, not really knowing what anything meant, was still feeling really restless. Um... But I sort of just gave it a shot. I emailed HR and I said, look, I might be moving. This is everything that's happened. Um, she said, we won't consider you because you're too early in your degree. But by all means, put in your application. It will, and I thought, OK, it'll be good practice, at least for when I actually have to apply. Um, and so against all odds, I ended up, by God's grace, getting that internship and I didn't know what it meant apart from the entire way he was with me. And I really had to learn what it meant to surrender stuff to him because I think there was a part of me or that there's constantly a part of us that really wants control over everything. Um, And this was something that was revealed to me, I think, through this whole process. And uh, just before I got the internship, it kind of bookended it because. Uh, someone prayed for me and they said, you know, just as God, just as you called Peter and told him to come, tell her to come. And that was my confirmation that, okay, this is, if this happens, it is from God. Uh, and then after I got the internship, there was, it was going to take 10 months for me from that point to actually do it. But there were so many spiritual attacks. And honestly, like I have, cared for a terminally ill parent. I have lost that parent. I've been through, I've been through stuff with the Lord. And when I say the attacks were spiritual, I have never felt anything like this before. When Paul says we don't fight against um, things of this world, that was the first time I had ever experienced anything like that. And it was just coming from all angles. And I had no idea what was going on. Like the Bible talks about, you feel like something strange is happening to you. And that was my experience entirely. And he targeted me by sort of starting to take away the things that I held most closely to my heart. So obviously after losing my father, um, and this this is something that happens subconsciously, I held on to my family members really, really, really tightly. Um, and you know, these, these people were some of the closest to me and suddenly (laughs) I had no idea what happened, but they just, they turned against me and it was, it was a really, really strange experience and it's still not sorted to this day, but I, and then there was a lot of wrestling that had to happen with a lot of, you know, is this really from you? Because I feel like it's not worth it. Like all of this is happening for what? What is this for? Um, And so 10 months of wrestling happened and the whole time it was wait, 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 learn to walk with me, learn to walk with me, learn to be in the valleys with me. Um, And so anyway, I went to Melbourne, did the internship. Uh, That was also very challenging because mum was supposed to come with me and then with COVID, she wasn't able to and again I was put in this position of you okay I have nothing here I have no one here I'm going to have to just surrender completely because there is no other choice and um, so that's what I did and the only thing that I will take credit for in this entire process is that I was really seeking him and I was trying my hardest to be obedient and faithful because I knew that these opportunities are really, really rare. And for me to have got what I did when I did was nothing short of impossible except for God. And so I couldn't in good conscience let go of that opportunity by not trying my best and not being faithful with it. So I wasn't thinking I want a graduate role out of this. I, I want a certain type of outcome. I just wanted to be faithful. And, um, so I ended up, again, all of his orchestration, I ended up with a partner who sort of has a big say in the company, um, doing work that I never thought I would be interested in and had no experience in whatsoever, had not studied any of it at uni. And I had this big task for this big trial and, um, I had no idea what I was doing, but God held my hand through it all. And, uh, thankfully everything ended up going really, really well. And I came back from Melbourne. That was such a mountaintop experience. I've never honestly, I can honestly say I've never felt closer to God because he was all I had during that time. Um, and even though it was hard and challenging, I was worth it. I would do it a hundred times over. And then I came back from Melbourne and, um, I was really dissatisfied after having such a mountaintop experience at my current role, but that had started before I, I left. And then to top it all off, all my friends at work also resigned whilst I was away. And So um, just trying to wait and be faithful again. And I said, God, like you could easily give me a job in the Melbourne office, but I've tried so hard and nothing's happening. Why are you keeping me here? I'm not happy. And, um, he's just so good like the timing wasn't right because I was I didn't I wasn't able to see that one month after coming back we were going to lose my grandmother and I think changing jobs at that point in time would have been really really tough on me on the family it would it it would have just been way too much and um, so I again surrendered and I said okay well I'll be faithful where you've got me for however long as hard as I find it. And so I did that. And um, close, to the, close to December, I, this verse, Isaiah 43, 19, where he said, forget the former things. I'm doing a new thing. I'm making streams in the wilderness. Uh, that kept coming up all of the time. And um, this job was advertised at the attorney general's department which is really, really rare. They normally never hire people. And I ended up seeing it like a day before it expired and applied. And by his grace, again, ended up getting that close to Christmas. So it felt like a Christmas gift from him. And it's the sort of work that I've always wanted to do, always wanted to learn. And there there is no better place to learn that type of work. So in that sense, again, he, he has been really faithful. Um, but my heart was still in Melbourne, always had been in Melbourne and so earlier this year um, after everything had sort of started I started this new role. He warned me that more trouble was coming because I was praying to him one day and he, he said so what you want me to use you and and it was it really strange. I've never had this experience before of like a proper conversation but this was happening and he said well something's going to happen and it's going to be really hard but so are you sure and I said well what what do what option do I have you know you're going to do what you're going to do anyway so he warned me that someone I was real, like the last person left whom I was really close to apart from mum was going to betray me um and I knew that because he kind of confirmed it with my Bible reading that day it was um, about Judas betraying Jesus, and um, I just like again I had to surrender, and it was really hard, and it took a it took a while for it to happen. It didn't happen straight away, so initially I thought I had mis- misread him, misunderstood, but it did happen, and it has been really, really, really tough. Um, And anyway, I was sort of holding on to him the whole time because I didn't have any other option. And he kind of brought me to a place where at least I could be at peace with him because I kept asking him, God, like, what should I should I just go and cop the bashing and, you know, for the sake of peace, try to make up. And each time the answer was a resounding no. And um, so I was trying to be obedient to him in that and hold on. So I was being considered for a grad opportunity at this, this firm this year because I'm further in my degree now and I was eligible. So this would, that was sort of getting me through thinking, okay, I'm going to escape from this place. You know, I'm I'm just not going to be here. (laughs) And I'd had a really tough semester and there was this other thing that seemed really promising, which ended up being a really huge disappointment. So again, this grad, this grad role was sort of getting me through. And the whole time, like in the lead up to it, I felt that he was confirming for me that this is what I have for you through so many different means. Vivek, you even prophesied. Uh, to my mother saying that I was going to get it. And so on the 9th of last month was when they were making the announcements. And I was waiting, 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 waiting. And eventually I I got the rejection call and it hurt even more because the 9th was one of the birthdays of these people. And it just felt like God was saying, "Ha, ha ha, like, but I've been through enough with him to know now that that's not his character. And so I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to, like, I need something to do. So I ended up applying to other firms, and I was still heartbroken, still really, really disappointed. Um, But there was nothing that I could do about it apart from going like retreat to the inner place and sort of be with him and try to find where he, I I wasn't even asking why, because through it all, I've learned that asking why does not help me. But asking him where he is does help because then I can see, okay, your fingerprints are all over this in some way and you are sovereign and you do have it under control. And as hard as it may be for me now, hopefully one day I'll look back in hindsight and see why you have let this all happen. Um, So So, again, had to come to a place of complete surrender. surrender. And this time, it was around three weeks ago and I, Micah 6 verse 8 is one of my favorite verses and it says um, to act to act justly, love mercy and walk humbly with the Lord and that's one of the reasons I got into law in the first place because I'm really passionate about justice. I There's this fire in me that wants to fight for it and so that part of the verse has always stood out but this time The walk humbly part really stood out. And then again at church, they were talking that week about the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And I, I needed to, I think somewhere in my heart, and I didn't even realize this had happened, learn that I was making it all about myself and my life, my story isn't about me. It's actually about God. At best, I'm a bumbling side character who messes everything up and then he has to redeem it all. Um, so uh, I just said, okay, Lord, I don't know what you have for me, uh, but I'm just going to trust you that it's good. And, you know, this is really uncomfortable for me and it's not going to take away the disappointment that I'm feeling, but I am going to choose to trust you because you have been faithful to, through, to me through it all. And then last Tuesday, uh, so I had uh, in the process of applying to other companies based on what HR, HR told me on the day, I had reapplied to this place because it wasn't my performance that had caused them to reject me. Uh, it was just a timing thing. So the national HR manager called me and she said, why have you reapplied to us? We didn't reject you based on your performance. We rejected you because you just weren't eligible to be considered this year because you're not you know who asked to defer the offer and i said yes but i had already discussed that with you because you knew i wasn't graduating until next year and she said oh i'm so sorry there's been a miscommunication um we actually have you down as a really good performer we were just going to make the offer next year when you can actually join and so that was that was amazing and i couldn't believe my ears but then she went on and said, look, to keep you in contact with the firm, we are happy to get you on as a paralegal in the Brisbane office until you're ready to relocate. And so it was it was like the heavens honestly opening up. And I said, when do you want me to start? And she said, they'd be happy to have you tomorrow. Uh, and so I'm, I'm waiting on something else I, I asked for some time. But it was just so like he didn't give me what I wanted. He did so much more than I could have asked or imagined because that came. And then out of the six places I applied to, he opened five other doors. And so there's just, you know, so much opportunity. And um, it's amazing what he can do with even just the slightest bit of surrender. But I actually wanted to round it off by talking about the cost of what that come meant Um, I had so many idols that I didn't know about like things that are inherently good but when you make the gifts greater than the giver it becomes a problem so he has systematically been shattering them all and that's been a really painful process but so worth it because now I have a much more deeper relationship with him I'm able to talk to him I'm able to know what his heart actually is for me and how much he loves me and uh, what great lengths he's gone to for me. Like until I had stuff to forgive without the other people even apologizing or or even whilst they were actively trying to hurt me, I never would have understood the true cost of what Jesus has done for me by going to the cross or even praying the prayer of saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Um, And I wish I could say that everything is sorted and everything is clear on that front, but it's not. And it's still, it's a work in progress. And I think I'll still probably look back on this time and feel a little bit, some sense of pain and disappointment as to how things turned out. But honestly, I can say that the good shepherd has been so faithful to me through the valleys. He He has led me to mountaintops and he's been with me there. But I would walk through every valley that I've walked through with him again just because he is so worth it. And I think my identity is so much stronger now because it's not based on things that can be taken away from me. It's based on on my relationship with him and who he said I am and what he's done for me rather than anything that I can achieve. And so yeah all, all glory and honor to god and thank you, Lord. the last thing is that um he promises never to leave or forsake us and i've known that to be true and i think that's one of the greatest lessons to come out of this
0: Amen. thank you jesus thank you simran for that wonderful testimony you made christ alive to so many people with your testimony and it's the relationship that matters as you rightly said everything else is secondary. Uh, Because, you know, all what we see are, so what we're doing in this teaching is all about what we are seeing with our physical eyes, which is temporal, but what is not seen as eternal. And that's why it's so important to focus on the eternal, which cannot be changed, because the temporal is can always be subject to change. Uh, Great ministry awaits you, Simran. So hold on, be in the Lord and uh, let his strength guide you daily. And uh, you always have so much to thank and praise him for. So that is something which is so powerful. In fact, this is going to be part of my teaching today as well, uh, which the Holy Spirit has given us some extra bonus stuff he always gives every day. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that testimony. And uh, I invite so many others who are waiting to give testimonies today. But Simran, thank you so much. It meant so much to everyone. I hope if people are blessed, please put an amen. If this touches you, how uh, Simran has gone through it all and shared it. Uh, my big amen from YouTube. So I know how it feels when you go through this uh, you know the entire uh, kind of you walk through this tunnel and you know that there's a light but still the devil keeps challenging you but you know God is still with you and yeah so it's it's beautiful it's so beautiful it relates to everyone I don't think someone can say I don't I can't relate with this everyone goes through this but you explained it I mean you just told it so raw so wonderfully you made it so real and and that real feeling is real for everyone that's why Christ is important Thanks, Norman. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Yes, anyone else would like to share?
3: Hi, Vivek. It's Mary Yes, Mary. Yeah, Yeah, I would like to make a testimony of how powerful the prayer of agreement is to us. Last Saturday, my husband had a temperature of uh, 38.9, and... During the time that his face was becoming red, I hold his head. They said, agree with me. We make a prayer of agreement and we curse that spirit of fever to get out from you. After the the amen, his temperature went down uh, 0.4 degrees. So the following day, it's my son, then my daughter, then my other daughter. And last Tuesday, it was me. And the same thing that we we applied, we agree in that prayer, and we cast out that we rebuke that spirit of fever, and it's done. Today, uh, this morning, my grandson, four years old, uh, he's at a temperature of thirty nine. And then I said, uh, you want to agree with me? We're going to drive the fever away from you. And we're going to to use the name of Jesus. You're going to say amen after the prayer. And he did. After my prayer, our prayer, only the two of us were praying. And I said that in the name of Jesus, we make this uh, prayer of agreement. And we rebuke this fever to get out from Joseph's body. And Joseph now has received his healing. His temperature now is normal. And he can play again with his sister. And after the amen, his temperature went down to 38.7. Praise God for this. Uh, the teachings that I also received from, from, this, uh, from this group. It really helped us. Thank you, Vivek.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Marvick. Thank you. Praise you, Jesus. Yes, who else would like to share? Come on, be bold and share because I told yes. you your testimony cannot be in your spirit. It has to be in your lips. It's not your word. It's God's word. So let it leave your lips. Thank you, Jesus brother lot, yeah hello? Yeah,
4: violin, yeah yes uh brother thank you very much for guiding me uh, uh, from the 29th our daughter was getting like almost every day she had an interview and she got few offers as well so one she accepted last week So yesterday she had another one. I spoke to you regarding that yesterday and she was a bit confused which one to accept actually. So I was actually praying for wisdom. So I was just uh, claiming the 1 Corinthians and then uh, I was just uh, confessing like uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 as well uh, and also Jeremiah 29.11. So... uh, so, like, uh, finally, she decided she will go for the job which she had uh, already uh, accepted. Like uh, the which she had accepted last week itself, so brother. So, thank you very much for brother for guiding me. All glory to God.
0: All glory to God. Yes, not to the brother. Always glory to God. He does it. Okay, <laughs> I am no, I am no one to get praises. It's only Jesus. Thank you, thank you, sister. Thank you thank so much you. for testimony. Yes, there was someone else who would like to share, please.
5: Yeah, pray Jesus. Uh, yeah. Brothers, uh, this is Nethi. Yeah, uh, yeah I, have, uh, I just want to give a small testimony of how the Lord touched me. I had called up uh, you, Brother Vivek, on 7th September to make an agreement prayer for a job for my son and my daughter. Although my son had done animation, he's working as an HR as he could not get the desired job. He's doing the same job for three years without any increment. When brother started praying, I felt a mighty anointing flowing through me and I had tears in my eyes and I started weeping. Holy Spirit spoke to me through brother Vivek saying that Jesus loves me and that he wants the best for me and wants me to grow more spiritually. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise to Jesus.
6: And
0: so powerful, together. so powerful thank was that anointing. I really felt that yes. power leave me suddenly when I was praying. And yes. uh, it was so wonderful to have that time with the Lord. It was beautiful. And yes. thank you. And there's a mighty testimony that will come going ahead with your ministry. Okay. So yes. and I think you never spoken and you have said I'm scared to give a testimony. All glory yes. to God, not to this brother. But yes, see how God makes you speak. That is the Holy Spirit. Okay. So let the spirit live in you. And I tell you, when you come Friday after Friday, you'll leave it a lot of power in you. Even today's session is so powerful. May everyone be blessed. In fact, people who are not there should come. Some more should come so that they are blessed more. Thank you, Nadi, for sharing this. Praise God and all glory to Jesus. Yeah, all glory
5: to Jesus.
7: Brother, this is Caroline here.
0: Can I? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Always. Uh,
7: uh, This is a testimony uh, since last week. I mean, this entire week has been uh, very life-changing. So uh, there was an agreement prayer that which uh, Brother did, I think, two weeks ago, very spontaneously with me. I have uh, put down my papers in my current company because of a lot of politics and um, I've been seeking a job, but I must uh, testify in the name of Jesus that... uh, uh, God is calling me for a bigger purpose and every time when I uh, sit with my Bible to pray dedicatedly, I can hear a voice telling me that I am using you mightily. So I have, uh, uh, I, I I am in touch with another brother and he proposed to me writing down all the conversations you are having with God. And then I'm writing down, uh, I feel like, uh, uh, and when I go back on those notes, I feel It is so much not me. It is a mighty force, which is Jesus working on me so internally. And God keeps uh, using his words with conviction that I am using you. All you need to do is follow my voice. And each morning when I pray with my Bible, thanks to brother uh, for deepening that relationship so consistently every morning uh, with uh, brother Russell and his team, uh, yes. especially with today's uh, reflection and the morning prayer, which I rarely do, but it it is, you know, even one, one day is so much in growth with Christ and you feel that you are completely surrendered and I have two freelancing meetings with different clients, not uh, in India, but internationally. So I can feel, <laughs> I can feel the mighty power. Uh, you know, I can that the aura, the, the strength <clears throat> is so unique, which I can't express. <clears throat> and the faith and the conviction which I get through, uh, through this communion with God is on a different level. So thank you. Uh, Thank you everyone for all the prayers and uh, we have another sister who was in this group, who is no more in this group. I I request all of you to pray for her. Her name is Shilpa Sharma. She's going through some trying moments in her life and uh, she's asked me to specially pray for her, but I would request you all to pour uh, your blessings, your Storm the heaven with prayers because she's going through some real trying moments in her relationship, and uh, I'm sure she's coming out with greater faith and belief, which we are all going in Christ. Thank, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, and, thank, uh, you Jesus. Yeah.
8: thank you. Uh, hi, brother, this is Jennifer. Uh, can I give my testimony? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, Hi, Uh, so this is my first time that I'm I'm actually joining. Uh, So this happened to us around last year and uh, we were looking out for a house. So we used to stay in Gises and now we are moving to Karama because my husband was looking into a hotel and all that and the travel used to be too much. When we used to look out for a house as a wife, I will have a certain requirement and everything. But whenever I would hear the word of God, from might be any of the preachers i would make sure that you know i put it into action more than hearing it so when i started doing that we started looking for many houses and every time the rents would really shoot up which would not be as per our budgets then i just did one thing i just told the lord lord i ask you to send your laborers And find a house for me, because I know that if I trust in you, you will find the best house for me within my budget, my requirements and everything. And praise to God that I found exactly what I required, exactly as per what my God has given me, as per my needs, much more than what I requested. But But the rent was a little higher. It was around 12, but we said that we would manage it. And to God's glory, when we moved into this house, my manager he had actually uh, kept a meeting with the HR, I never knew what that meeting for was for. Because just prior to that, few of us were losing our jobs and everything. And the day we had it was just the second day when I stepped into the house. And when we had that meeting, I just got to know that I got an increment. And that increment was exactly how much I really wanted to, you know, put that rent and the rent was taken care of. Wow. So cool. for me, This house has been a blessing ever since then. Let it be, we have gone through a lot of things. Even in the last few weeks, we went through a lot of things. But I and my husband would always confess the word of God. Things became so worse for us because he is into hotels. So, what happens is, we can see he is busy. The weekdays, I'm busy with my work. So as a family getting together and prayer became a very big issue between us and a family that stays together, uh, prays together, stays together. But this would not happen. We had love among ourselves, but I can see that there is something, you know, which is moving us away. Either my husband would not be available for prayer or my children would not be available. We start, then we got into a lot of financial issues she was just few weeks back and we started praying we started confessing a lot of words but I couldn't see anything move my husband would be very stressed out and one day when we were just praying I don't know I just got like a vision I just went running into the kitchen I bought a green ball I took some mustard seeds caught it in my hand and kept the big ball over my over the mustard seeds and I just showed this to my husband and I said what do you see it on my hand? So he said, I see a green ball. I said, what do you see below it? And he was like, uh, nothing. I said, no, there is something. So let me know what is below it. And he was like, no, I really don't see anything. And I removed the ball and I s- shouldn't see what is this mustard seed. I said, so what do you understand by it? And he said uh, that, you know, we should have faith like a mustard seed. I said, no, what you got me was wrong. It was not faith like a mustard seed. But the green ball was Jesus and the mustard seed was our problem. So what we basically do is, you know, every time we remove the ball, keep it aside to look at a problem. But that is not how it is. The, the moment you see the green ball, you don't see the mustard seed because the ball is covering. And i would noticed that that is what is more important when we confess our faith. If uh, I confess the word of God, the ingredient if faith is missing then even how much we confess our word of God will not be effective. And ever since that day, it has been a game changing in our prayer life where each one of us gets together with a lot of faith, praying the word of God. We are not out of our worries. We are not out of our stress, but I have left that. We have surrendered that puzzle into the God's hand because I don't want to know what the entire puzzle looks like at the end. But I believe in faith that my God will remove us out of each and everything. And I praise and glorify God for this.
0: Wow. That's so what, is, what faith you have. That is fantastic. You know, I, I've, I've learned something from this as well. I also learned. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer, for that wonderful testimony. Uh, I think the best thing is to just do what you're doing. As you rightly said, we need to focus on Jesus, not look at our problems. And he is the solution to every problem. Okay uh right. if uh, you've been through the series of teachings uh if you're not then I would just recommend you go through the other parts as well uh and uh most important is men, make some time in your daily prayer life with the lord because your faith is so beautiful that that kind of faith is exactly what how we we need to be as warriors so praise the lord uh so yeah. if you need anything uh you don't connect with me uh, I'm happy so to make I'm any time there or any anything with you but I want you to grow up in that faith okay So it's not just the preacher's word, okay? It's not the preacher's word. I'm telling you this. Don't get stuck with just the preacher. Get into the word of God itself. Let Jesus speak to you.
8: I cannot explain at this moment even actually when I'm holding the Bible, I can really feel the anointing because my hands are literally shivering. Literally, I Hmm. cannot tell you the anointing I feel because I have not only confessed about this over here, but also I've used this in my office and that is You know, being a person who's working with a team in Africa, it is very, but online, whenever during COVID, anyone has felt sick, the only thing I have told them is forget everything, just focus on God, however the symptoms are. Don't look at the symptoms, you have to look at Jesus and when your eyes are on Jesus, you will not see anything against it.
0: Absolutely, that is the truth, you spoke just the truth. And the truth shall set you free. That's it. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, wonderful uh, wonderful uh, testimony. Praise God. And let your ministry be blessed. Bring Christ to others. That's more. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Who else would like to share? Hello. Yeah, Yeah. Uh
1: Hi, brother. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, I'm coming for the first time. I don't know. I'm just a bit nervous. Yeah, I have uh, two testimonies. It's about my son. Um, I had spoken to you long back about him not having a job. Mm-hmm. And he was out of job for almost two years. Yep. Uh, because he was involved in some incident. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he could not get a job because his DBS was very bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to work for a few hours, but that didn't supply his needs. So... I made a vision and I used to say every day, early morning, like soon after I got up, I used to read my visions and I used to confess every day that he will start a job this month. And yes, he started a job on 22nd of August without any issues, like they didn't even ask for a DBS. He called up the company and there was a person he knew and he called him and then the next day he started his induction and... Yeah, it's two weeks now he started this job. Oh, and um, I used to always say your um, uh, uh, prayer, the destiny helpers prayer. <laughs> and uh, I used to confess Isaiah 55, 10 and 11, which uh, which is your favorite scripture, yes. which you have sent it for me. I used to confess Luke 1, 28 and 3, John 2. I used to confess Genesis 39, 2 to 3. Philippians 4.19, Romans 10.11, Jeremiah 29.11, and Isaiah 41.10. 10. Mm. All glory to God.
0: Amen. Praise God.
1: And uh, I have another testimony. Uh, back home, we have a shop and we g- had given it on rent. And uh, um, they had given a one-month notice saying like they will be leaving the shop. And we tried and tried. Um, the one month was over it was 30, 31st of August and we couldn't find anyone but on the 31st of August late night my sister called up uh, saying like uh, we have already a person and the person is ready to strike right the next day and it was like I used to always confess saying like I hearken angels how by the world go bring for the right person for the shop Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to say this every single day and yes, the person has started because we had to pay our EMI and we had to pay the person advance and all. So we were just worried like how I'll manage it. But then yes, God provided the right person at the right time. All glory and praise to Please. God.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Frida. Thank you Thank so you much. Brother. For
1: this. Thank you, brother. Thanks.
0: Yes, anyone else would like to testify and give glory to God.
4: Praise Jesus, brother. Yeah, Vandar. Today's back. Yes, today's back. I heard the Lord tell me, don't be ashamed of me. So I want to take this opportunity to thank and praise the Lord for all that he is doing for me, for fighting my battles for me. I feel like Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego coming out of the fire and their clothes were not burnt, and the hair was not singed. All glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank, thank you, you. Our Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord. God. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Thank yeah, you,
1: jenna. Jesus, for this day. And uh, thank you for this prayer book. And The whole universe is, mm-hmm. is a it's a blessed one because of all the uh, unseen faith, because of this group, that it is reaching out to every corner of this world. And thank you for the breath that I have. And thank you for the life that I am here to praise you, Lord. And thank you again and again for this remarkable prayer group. Amen.
6: Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life and for keeping me alive today. Thank you, Lord, for the Brisbane prayer group. Thank you for the blessings and your hand of favor that is chasing me and my family. Lord, I pour your precious blood as a hedge of protection on every member of the Brisbane prayer group. Thank you Lord for healing my daughter Joanne in her eyes and in a successful surgery that she had for her eyes. Thank you Lord for your hand of protection against me and my family, against a snake that was on my driveway at our home and was approaching the entrance of our house. It was through an angel that came to inform us and knocked at my door to inform me of the snake that was approaching our house. My son and myself, then together, we redirected the snake in the other direction, into the reserve, away from our house. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that mighty testimony. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, quickly, anyone else would like to testify? I want to thank and praise God for this wonderful week gone by. God has blessed me mightily and for this wonderful Brisbane prayer group, which I'm part of. uh, May the precious blood of Jesus be upon each and every member of this Brisbane prayer group, the Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group and every family member. And I would pray in a very special way that we uh, bring our spouses as well. If they can't attend the meeting, just add them on uh, to the telegram group. Let the anointing flow. Remember, uh, even if they are not ready to come, just tell them, for my sake, just join it. And because everyone prays and the anointing will be upon them, at least they'll have the hedge of protection of the precious blood upon them. And slowly the families also can join and best is to have your children on the prayer group. The best gift you can give is giving Christ to them at a the young age. How beautiful. Half the troubles uh, I'm sure all of you will agree, if we meet Christ early, half our troubles will be solved if we, you know, we get an encounter with the Lord. Uh, That's my prayer that we all do this and take action on this. And uh, Russell can share the link. You can always forward it to your spouse, your children. And, you know, we are the best to get our own family first or your own sister, your brother, or someone in the family you care for. Let them join because every day the precious blood of Jesus is being poured upon them every day because someone is praying for the prayer group every day. And a family that prays together stays together. So that's something that we can do and take action tonight. Let's not wait till tomorrow because we do not know what tomorrow brings. Uh, that's what the Lord gives me as a message today. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, anyone else would like to share before we start?
4: Yes, uh, Brother Vivek. Oh, brother.
0: Yeah. yeah, Marina,
9: go ahead. Sorry, uh, Brother Vivek, this is uh, Marina and I would want to praise my God for the gift of life. And yes, my family has gone through a lot since this last two weeks. With the loss of my brother-in-law uh, but I would before uh, testifying I would like to kind of add to uh, what sister had mentioned before about focusing on Jesus um, what I have learned in my spiritual life until now is that uh, what comes to me is that you know um, apart from only focusing on Jesus is also knowing that anytime you are in a situation, any situation, it may be the way to have that inner peace is to know what Jesus would do if he he was in that situation. And when I think that way, whatever uh, trials and tribulations come my way, I just think of it, you know, what would Jesus do if he was here? And it gives me an answer. And I'm able to kind of handle it with peace and with... uh, love and kindness and even be able I mean you know the the times just yesterday my um, um, my cousin she was mentioning to me that she was disturbed about with a family who she loved she was uh, having an argument and it was unnecessary I told her that you know what just think of it if Jesus was in that situation would he have retaliated no so you know and it, it kind of gave her the answer. So mm-hmm. I felt that, I feel that, you know, just have Jesus in that situation and he's the answer to every uh, solution. I've... Um, my brother-in-law uh, who passed away when he passed when he was not keeping well and he was in the hospital it was also lots going on at that time my daughter was supposed to be uh we were supposed to take my daughter to the university and it was far away from home so you know i just told my husband doesn't matter you just leave and you go it was a, I told him and tickets were very difficult to get the seats were difficult to get back return seats were difficult uh, uh, to get so I told him you just take a one-way ticket and we'll leave it to the Lord to the, uh to take care of the situation and he will provide an answer for everything so he, my husband just went and uh, you know of course my brother my brother-in-law passed away and everything he my husband I was able to kind of get him back in time to take my daughter as well so that's his, it was his heart's desire to be there for her as well so we were able to manage everything uh, once and when we reached her she was settled and everything even um um just uh, i it was his 50th birthday it would have been his 50th birthday yesterday so we offered a mass and everything went well um So I just want to praise and thank God for watching out over my family and looking after everything and uh, for just being there in my life. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you, Jesus.
10: Brother Vivek, this is Janela.
0: Yeah, Janela, good.
10: I would like to thank and praise God for the gift of life, for his hedge of protection that is always around us. I thank the Lord for our jobs, for the gift of family and friends, and especially for being part of this wonderful prayer group. I want to thank the Lord for healing my sister and her family, for protecting my mom, who was, t- who was staying with them. And she was there to support the family. Uh, and the Lord kept her in good health while they were, uh, they were recovering. I would also like to thank uh, the Lord for my daughter's successful eye surgery. I thank the Lord for the powerful testimonies that were shared today. And I've taken, I've learned something i've learned that i should not take control of situations but surrender to jesus and give him the yes. control and the other thing i learned is just to focus on jesus and not on the problem as jesus is bigger than our problems yes. so thank him praise you jesus
0: praise god thank you lord
11: thank you chenella uh, brother yes. baby, can i can i take a minute or two please yeah mike yeah go ahead uh, this is uh, michael d'souza from mumbai uh, I would like to thank and praise and testify what the Lord has done for me and my family. Uh, it has been quite some time, I'll say a couple of months, that you know I was looking out for a job. And Brother Vivek, if you remember, you had also prayed for me. And uh, yep. this was going on. And if you remember, you would say that why things are not actually working out. <clears throat> but I was constantly in prayer. I was looking out for a job primarily because of two things. One is to get a better salary. And also because there were a lot of politics which are going out here. And I used to continuously pray to the Lord and asking him that what he has willed for me and my family, rather than I'm looking out for things. And I was in touch and the Lord told me that, Mike, just be calm, I have a better plan for you. And as I was looking out, there were a lot of things, you know, outside which was available for me, but there were a lot of other challenges also which I was facing through. And I would like to testify, that I have received a whooping increment of 45% and I have got a promotion. And this was because of the Lord that has worked out for me and he has given me a better role in the same company. And that's what he told me, you don't have to move out anywhere. Okay, I'm there for you and I will prepare the way and the plan for you. And that's what I believed in my Lord. And though I was having pressures from every side, you know, my family, and they were looking out that, you know, there were were costs and things which are going high. And I said, Lord, you provide me and you won't believe that he provides every dot of money. So we don't have to say that I want this, I want that. He will provide for everything. It's only whether you believe and you trust in him that, yes, he will provide for all the needs according to his riches in heaven. And that's what I continue to do. And I prayed and I've received it. I thank the Lord. And I pray for everyone who are also looking out for this. And I thank the Brisbane prayer group for praying for me too. Thank you, brother.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> yes, anyone else? For, or else we can start. It's only past time. Yeah, brother Russell, do we have any announcements?
12: I think Ernie wanted to speak. Ernie, did you want to share your testimony? Yeah,
13: just this um, small one, just like yeah, all. Our, um,
12: yeah, yeah. Um, go
0: ahead. Good. Testimony is know, important. Yeah. Go
13: ahead. Uh, Luke two fourteen. I could like I like to confess boldly that glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to all men. And although um, just. Just hearing um all the testimonies, the morning encounters, and the other uh, rosaries all the time, that it just uh, gives a tremendous peace and confidence and stuff like that. And in the mornings, even before our morning encounters, like sometimes I wake up a bit early, but uh, like you just like, just have a normal conversation with our with our living God, you know, in between and it just makes it it just um it's it started to like. It's become his word, his spirit is just starting to become dominant in everything I do. And I thank him. And uh, just the blood of Jesus and all around everyone here. And it's, it's every time I uh, come in, uh, listen to all these testimonies and I come into this group just to listen to Brother Russell and Sister Shanine and with their uh, the talking, it's, it gives me, um, yeah, I just look forward to. To um, uh, hearing um, uh, more knowledge and just um, uh, empowerment with, his, uh, with the wisdom and knowledge of, of our Lord uh, uh, Jesus. And um, it's just, I always feel a bias every time, even this, uh, coming, uh, these teachings, I always get, get a bias listening to the testimonies or even people with their first time with their testimonies, they got that buzz i i always i always have this um bars with each time it's just like uh the first time when i just started gives you this tremendous uh, tremendous joy just the for this anointing so i just thank you glory give glory to god and thank you everyone thank you for this uh tremendous blessing that the holy spirit has led me to this uh group and all the people that we share around the world our prayers and to all the ministries around the
0: world. Thank
12: you.
0: Thank you, Ani. Thank you. Thank you, Lord.
12: Yes, Russell. Yeah, just a quick update to everyone. First of all, a warm welcome to all newcomers to the prayer group, those that have joined us in this last week. Those of you that are new here have come for the first time. If this session is blessing you and you experience the presence of God, we have that link that we posted in the chat, both on YouTube and on Zoom. Please click that link to join the Telegram group. And you're most welcome to join other sessions that we run during the week and share your prayer requests on that group. There are others that will pray with you as well. Also, uh, do subscribe to our YouTube page if you have not yet subscribed there. And Regarding these other sessions, we run uh, daily morning encounter with the Lord 365 days a year at 7am Australian Eastern Standard Time. We also run the Divine Mercy Chaplet and Rosary from Monday to Thursday at 7pm in the evening and on Fridays at 3pm. So that's only weekdays, not on Saturday and Sunday. And we also have our our Friday sessions that are on Bible study sessions every Friday evening. Presence worship starts from five thirty p.m. Australia Eastern Standard Time. For those of you that are able to make it at that time, others can join in later as well. It's more important to experience that presence and connect with the other uh, higher presence, the presence of God. There, um, all of these sessions that are run at different times of the day during the week are all aired live on Zoom and YouTube. You can also find those recordings on our YouTube channel, as well as we post them on our Facebook page and we post links to them on our Telegram group. Um, those links are also available. The recordings are also available on our podcast channel. Just an update about that podcast channel for those of you that have been following us on our podcast, our Vushka platform uh, is now being migrated. We are moving to one of the Spotify platforms. So you may have noted that from yesterday, the podcast platform has been down. We're hoping to get that fixed and up and running across the weekend. So we'll stay, um, we'll keep you posted on that. Just stay connected to our Telegram group. We'll post updates there.
0: Um, also the reflections.
12: <clears throat> brother Savio's reflections that are posted, that that he shares every day, spirit-filled reflections. I know a lot of families use this in their daily prayer as well. I'd encourage you to... Um, share those reflections if yeah, they are blessing you. He shares them on our Telegram group. He shares them on our Facebook page as well as our YouTube channel as well. So you can access them from any of those. Share them with your family, with your friends across your social media channels. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Jesus. Let's start. <clears throat> So as we start, let's cover ourselves and seal ourselves with the precious blood of Jesus. And I pray that we all pray in tongues, silent tongues, so that uh, we have no obstruction from any source. Father God, I cover this session with the precious blood of Jesus. And I seal this, this holy session of your holy word with the holy name of Jesus. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be, yes, Lord, it is everyone's word that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Amen. Father God, I cover my lips that I speak only your word and only your truth, nothing else but your truth and what you want me to speak. Let the precious blood of Jesus be upon me, upon my senses, so that everything is connected to the word and everything that I speak today is all glory to God, no glory to this preacher because everything belongs to you. All glory and honor only belongs to you and to you alone, Jesus. Thank you and praise you, Lord. Okay, so we are going to to learn something from last week. I'm going to connect uh, that with this week and maybe we'll, we'll try to finish this by next week, this entire teaching. So that we got the entire series inside us. But to start with what the series really meant was for, for people who have really coming, it was 2 Corinthians 4.18. So can you take me there, sir? 2 Corinthians 4, 17, 18. I'm just recapping that because this is the highlight of all the you know five sessions so far. This is the fifth one today. Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. Please underline this in your Bibles and this is something that we have been doing the whole unseen and the seen changing the scene and shaping the unseen.
6: For our light affliction which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal.
0: Okay, so what did we learn in this whole thing was that the things which are seen with our physical eyes, with our senses, are temporary. Now, we learned so many people saying they're going through hardships, so many things. Yes, we all go through it, and the trials are real. But sometimes it does happen that we, and we also learn in in the testimonies, that many times we magnify the trial to such an extent. If it's a small mustard seed, they make it like a mountain. And we say we are going through such a big problem, because we can't see God at all. Because we can only see the problem. Because the problem has become magnified by what we keep speaking. And, and that's exactly what creates a bigger problem. So what we need to understand is God will not allow us to go you know, beyond our strength. He'll not allow us to go down there. Many times we feel we are very weak. But you can stand up and say, Lord, in my weaknesses, you are my strength. And you are my strength when I'm weak, you know. You're the treasure that I seek. You're my all in all. We have that beautiful hymn. Uh What we have to see is that whatever we go for, whatever the affliction, the light affliction, which is for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The eternal weight of glory is the glory that will come from the unseen realm, which is the realm of the spirit. Now, as everyone who comes here realizes that something different happens, every Friday you come, Okay. Life changes. This is not you coming here for a theory session. I promise you in the name of Jesus, every Friday you come here, you will learn something. If you apply that something and use it in your daily life, you will see miracles like never before. Now, the most greatest miracle is accepting Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. And the second most beautiful thing is having a relationship with him. Everything else will be added. Remember, stop focusing only on our needs because if we get only entangled in our needs then we'll forget the person who's giving us the needs okay so those are those are important but let's go ahead now and understand uh one more thing i have to teach before going to the last part of the teaching and that is we will go to john chapter 11 this is about lazarus i want to go through that part as well and let us understand how Jesus uses the kingdom principles and we can apply it in our prayer life as well take me to John 11 okay so remember one thing that we are learning okay and I want you all to remember this speak the end result okay speak the end result is that clear So I hope people are understanding just this word, speak the end result. This should be your prayer pattern already at the start. Because even before God spoke, he already had conceived it and known what the plan is. And he spoke it out and it came to pass. So we have to understand this kingdom principle of speaking the end even before it comes to pass. Even before it's conceived, you have to believe that it's already happened. And thank and praise God for it. Now let's get to understand this. Now the 11th chapter of John, here we see when the runner came and told Jesus, he said, Lazarus, whom you love, is sick. Okay, that's verse three. Go verse three and see verse four as well. I'll read uh savio so okay. that you know for lack of time. Otherwise, sure. yep. okay. Therefore, the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he who you love is sick. And verse 4 says, when Jesus heard that, he said, the sickness is not unto death. Now, I want you to hold on to these words. This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, and that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Okay. So there is already a prophecy in this as already, that Jesus has said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, and that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, if you go back, he did not say Lazarus' sickness was for the glory of God. Okay, What he said is, this sickness is not unto death. Now, in the same sentence, he also said, but for the glory of God. Now, when you understand this, if you look at it literally, what was Jesus saying? He did not lie and say, this sickness is not unto death. But what he was speaking was the end result that will happen of this whole thing that will take place. And that is exactly what he prophesied. I have spoken last week and said, We are all called to prophesy over our situation. Faith, by definition, is a risk. When you speak the word out of your mouth, okay, many times I make a prayer of agreement with certain people. And when I make the prayer, I said, Lord, I've spoken. Now you have to act. That's it, your word. I spoke your word and you have to act. The moment I do that, I know the spirit of God takes over and the action takes place and the answered prayer is done. Now, unless and until you move into that phase of believing faith is a risk and speaking the word and prophesying over a situation. Now, a person who is jobless, you prophesy a job and thank him and congratulate him for a job. You say, Holy Spirit, I've spoken the word. Now you do the action. And you just know, thank you, Lord. You already done it. And don't even, you just... Know that when you make the prayer, it's already done. That prayer is already gone into the realm of the spirit. And the moment both of them have agreed on it, it's already answered. Now, the question here is, when you prophesy over your situation or over the people you meet. Now, many times you have your children who are not studying. Prophesy that they'll be very good in studies. They'll be excellent. They'll be professionals. They'll they'll be successful in life. Speak over them. Start, Start prophesying. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy that things will change. And I tell you, when you start prophesying in the name of Jesus, you will start seeing the rem of, you know, you will start seeing changes taking place because you have started speaking. Last week, we discussed one thing, Savio, if you remember. The thing that we discussed was Christians are not allowed to be quiet. You have to keep mumbling, keep speaking, keep speaking, keep speaking the word of God. And we are called to testify at all times. Remember, testimony has to have God's word in it. What did the word of God do for me is what is your testimony? So when you testify to that, somebody else's life also can be changed. If you want to invite someone to a prayer meeting and you say, please come, they will not come. But the moment you tell them what God's word did for you, they will say, yes, we also want it. Do you want it? They'll say yes. And that's the way somebody believes us because that is the truth. His word is the truth. As we go through this, let's understand this part very, very clearly. Now, if you see verse 14, can you take me to verse 14? Yeah. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Okay. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Now, I want us to all understand how we would be in a situation like this. Okay, Lazarus is dead. Okay, and you are going there. What, what do you understand, Savior, from this? I'm, I'm just asking you all to connect with our natural senses and understand it from the natural realm how you would feel someone has died and the Lord is saying, nevertheless, let us go to him. What would you understand from this? He's anyway dead. Why should we go? I mean, this is the way I look at it. But anyway, you can just also chat, put that in the chat. What do you think? Is it worth going? I mean, there's no point because he's dead. That's what the scripture says. Yeah. So what do you others think? Like, you know, if someone can bring it up, there's a big teaching in this. That's why I'm going through this. If someone can share, what do you feel? What are you getting out of it? Yeah, Ingrid, thanks. What are you getting out of this when someone says Lazarus is dead and then says, anyway, let us still go. We'll go to him. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Now, if you try to write something, you will get an anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that's how learning takes place. Because learning does not take place when you write the right answer. It takes place when you write something. Okay. Today, I'm just trying to understand and connecting us, the natural realm. How we see things, how our eyes see things, how our senses are so connected to the things we see. And that is why this would change everything else. Okay, thanks. If you are a normal person, how would you look at it? Now you're saying, yes, I know, I have faith, I believe, I, I believe all this. But let's 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 ask the normal person, how would you see such a situation? Someone has told you Lazarus is dead, and then you say, no, no, let me still go, I'll go. Now my question is, how how will you look at this situation? Because this reflects our actual life in prayer. This is our whole life in prayer. Okay. Absolutely, Janela. Now you are actually coming to it. We'll pray for the dead. We'll pray that the soul rest in peace. We have to get from where we are to where we want to be. Okay. First thing we need to be, we have to be open to what we see. We see situations, we look at the situation, and the situation speaks to us. Is it true? Yes. How many of you agree? A situation speaks to us. How many of you agree the situation speaks to us? You see a bill come to you. Does does the bill speak to you? Yes. Okay, the bill speaks to you. You see some trouble coming to you. Does the trouble speak to you? Yes. You are seeing a situation talk to you. You are not talking to the situation. It is situation is talking to you, and you are acting on behalf of the situation and doing exactly what the situation tells you, isn't it? Yes. So when when a situation talks to you, what happens to you? Do you get faith or fear? Fear. Okay. And does this happen to everyone? Yes, it does. Okay. And is that true that fear actually has is also, you know, a spirit? Yes. Okay. So my point here is, we all have situations talking to us. And if you realize this, many times we have closed ourselves to such an extent that we just don't want to even accept the truth that the situation is speaking to us. Even if it's a bill, if it's a doctor's report, if it's a person who says you don't get a job, if a person says nothing good can happen from you, if someone says something to you, you accept that word as truth many times. How many of you agree? It may be your own parents saying it, your friends saying you're good for nothing, you're a useless person, nothing good can come from you. And you say, he said it, it will happen. How many of us agree to this? And we have seen our lives working because that word started working in our lives. And someone said you're useless and you work that way to become more useless and you speak that useless word over your life. And continuously, we had learned last week this lady what has an image of grow worse. Did we learn that? How yes. many of you got? Yes. The grow worse image was something similar to what people tell us. You're useless. You're grown worse. Nothing good can come out of you. It's finished. You're grown worse. Okay. And what really happens is, especially when we are praying for someone, please do not look at the situation and make a prayer. Don't tell the person, look, everyone who's in this situation has died, but we'll still pray for you. Would that bring faith in the person? No. Okay. Whenever you're praying for someone, speak what God's words say. Do not speak what your eyes have said or what you have heard or what the facts have said. Okay. If you start doing this, then you're not operating in God's word. Then you come Friday after Friday and say, brother, nothing is changing. You have to understand who you are, how we go, the way we are. We go to Christ the way we are. He doesn't say change. Many of us say, no brother, but you know, there's the anointing, there's the power, that's all there. Or who are you in Christ? Till that word does not come alive, till you do not understand this truth, how will you be set free? So your Lazarus is dead is a situation. Lazarus is dead is one situation. This is one image of our own life where someone says, you can't get a child. The doctor says, no, you can't get a child. Because your womb is dead. No, this marriage cannot work. Because the marriage is dead. This relationship cannot work. Because the relationship is dead. You can never get a job. Because you are not qualified. Or you are very old. Or you are not fit to work in this company. There are many younger people. Or much healthier people. How many of us have heard this? Amen to that. Okay, We have all gone through this. Including me. Now the main thing is. How many of us believe that word and take that word? Because that word came from an educated man. It came from a believer. It came from a preacher. It came from a priest. It came from someone religious. And it came from someone, and you think, wow, this is God's prophecy that I will never be able to give birth to a child. I will never get a job because that's God's word for me. Okay. Do you agree, Savio? Yes. Sometimes we give so much importance to the preacher that we forget. That actually the word of God, does the word of God say it? Even if the preacher says anything, he says, i got a prophecy from heaven. He could be a false preacher because he's simply saying what he's seeing with his senses. He's not speaking God's word. God's word says, I will provide. Are you getting me? Yes. So this word Lazarus is dead is an actual situation of our life where life throws us a situation and people say, your image has grown worse. The situation is dead. Okay. And many times we take that word, allow that word to soak inside us. And what does it build? Faith or fear? All of you write it down. Is it faith or fear that comes? So what do you get?
6: When you put the word inside of you, you get faith. But if not, if you look at the situation
0: and you get fear inside of us people are speaking to us all the time you see yes. we are not an, we are not a like a you know person on the island someone is talking to you okay yes. the moment that person talks to you he brings fear in you yes fear <clears throat> brings rise to depression yes what does depression do what does the spirit of depression let's understand the spirit of depression the spirit of depression's main purpose is to make you silent how many of you agree with me The main purpose of the spirit of depression is silence because it will not allow you to speak God's word over the situation. Yes. Are you getting? Yes. This is the devil's ploy. He puts fear and then gets you depressed. And then you can't speak because you can only speak negative, not positive. Are you understanding? Yes. This is how it works. When someone says a situation is dead, Lazarus is dead is a teaching But we have to understand what is behind it. Does this apply to our lives? It does apply every day. Okay, when you relate to it the way you are, then you raise yes, of course it works. Because someone has spoken over me and I've accepted that word, taken it in my spirit, and now the depression has come in. The moment the depression comes in, you say, no, no, let's pray now that the depression leaves. The first thing is you need to cancel that word that is inside you because that word is operating in you because you agreed with that person have you understood now yes so why is an agreement prayer so powerful it because when you agree god says whatever you agree on earth shall be done in heaven okay but the devil also says if you agree i will also take it the spirit realm works that way So the word that you feed into one rem is what answers prayer. The word you speak over a situation, if it's God's word, that will be an answered prayer. If it's a devil's word that you speak of fear, even that is an answered prayer. But in the negative sense, how many of us have experienced it so many times? You go for an exam. Before you go for the exam, somebody says, anyway, you'll fail. But don't worry, you still give it. Isn't it? Yes. Okay. Sometimes the parents only say, you know. Anyway, it's a very tough exam, so might as well give it. But you know, passing percentage is low, so don't worry. Even if you fail, it doesn't matter. And maybe you like, you wonder what's going to happen. So, yours, okay, fine. Anyway, I'm going with that attitude. I'm going to fail any which way. So, let me now. Is there faith in that? Or you're going, you know, half of your faith is finished. You're going with with fear. And if there's a tough question that comes in, you're finished. So, this is how we have lived our lives, okay. Now I'm taking you through the situation. How many of us are in it right now? Are you getting me? Okay. Yes. Now we will learn the principles of coming out of a depression, coming out of a failure, coming out of a grover's image, coming out of a situation where the world has said you're finished. God's word says, I've just started. Okay. Now you have to understand the word has more power over your situation. And that's why The things that are not seen control the things that are seen. Are you getting me? Yes. Amen. So let's get to understanding this more. Okay. Remember, we are not just talking Lazarus. We are talking any situation. When you come Friday after Friday, my heart's desire is that we apply this in our daily life. Take this up, move into that realm and see how God has given us everything. Sometimes we don't realize that we are blessed. We think that favor has to be earned. Grace is unmerited favor of God because of what Jesus did on the cross. It has not to be earned. It has already been earned by someone who has done it for us. How many of you agree to this? I put an amen because this is the truth. Grace is only obtained by faith on what is the finished works on the cross. Okay, so now let's get to understand this and much more deeper. Lazarus died. The Greek version doesn't say he was dead. It says Lazarus died. Now, there's a big difference in someone who died and someone who is dead. Okay. He died, but he isn't dead. Okay. So, if you look at it that way, he died, but he isn't dead. He's, he's not, he isn't dead. Okay. Lazarus had died, but Jesus, Jesus didn't see him dead. Jesus looked beyond the bad news. Now, this is a very, this is a kingdom principle we are learning, which is the powerful part of this series of uh, changing the scene and shaping the unseen. This kingdom principle has to be applied by every Christian believer. Everyone who believes the God's word is true has to take the word and speak it over a situation. Point here is because we are so well connected to the physical realm, it is Extremely hard to move into the spirit realm when a situation speaks to you. Do you get me? Savio? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Now suppose I am talking like this. Okay. If an if if you see a frog behind you, okay, is running after. Would you run away fast because the frog is chasing you? Yes. I am just saying a small frog is chasing you, or a small you know mm. um, you know an ant is chasing you. So no. you would run you would no. run very fast. Now, what happens if a tiger is chasing you? Would you run faster? Yes. Are you getting me? Yeah. So, a situation, you see the tiger. Why, why do you get scared that the tiger chases you? Then you should run. But if an ant is chasing you, why should you run? Are you getting
6: mm.
0: There is something in my senses that tells me the tiger is stronger than the ant. Correct? Yes. There is something that is connected inside me that tells me there is fear here. Better run away. Mm. Are you getting me? Yes. now to change that because you already connected to that to change that you have to continuously speak the word of God in your situation daily okay said God okay two Timothy 1 7 okay that we speak now when we keep speaking this situation every day every day every day every day every day day, you know what the Holy Spirit was telling me today and this is true right even a drop of water can crack a rock over a period of time, a big, massive rock. You agree, Sahil? Yes, absolutely. A massive rock. Okay, a drop of water falling all the time on that rock. Just Mm. a drop of water. Someone may say it's just a drop, but Mm. it's a massive rock. You can't even drill into it, can't do anything. It just cannot even, can't blast it also. You know, you can't be able to blast it. But a drop of water has so much of power that if it keeps falling on that rock continuously, continuously, it'll keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Eventually the rock will crack and go apart. How many of you agree? Yes. Are you getting me? God's word is that's exactly that way. When you speak that word continuously over a situation, the lady from a Grover's image only went to strength only because she took that word and kept pouring it out on her situation. They say grow was, she said I'm healed. They said grow was they said, I'm already healed. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Only if I touch his garment, only if I touch his garment, I'm healed, I'm healed. What was she trying to do? She was building up her faith, knowing that Christ is the healer. If I just touch him, the healing will be complete. Okay. I want to share one thing. In this testimony, I want to give glory to God. Okay. Okay. And I don't want anyone to believe that the preacher has any power in this. Okay. I just want to share this. Just before Natty, actually, she gave me a, I was praying and suddenly there was anointing, powerful anointing. Just, in fact, I was, I was in a, I was jogging when she called me. I was in a walk and then she called me and, you know, just made a prayer and there was a powerful anointing. Something similar happened sometime before. There was one lady who wanted me to pray. She had a particular mental, medical condition. And I was, I, I like, I was just saying, okay, fine, we'll pray. But what happened is she came extremely empty and hungry. And I always said to every of the anointing sessions, people who come hungry will be fed. Okay. And this lady said, no, brother, you have to pray. And we are making this prayer and I know I'll be healed. And I just prayed. The moment I started, I could feel the anointing powerfully. And I knew the, the power of God was there. And suddenly I felt the power just moving out of me into this lady and she was absolutely slain in the spirit immediately and the moment I we prayed again she got up and again we are praying there's that power like a current going in her like an electricity and I just couldn't believe that you know the, the way God was walking so mightily in that moment it was just this lady's and I said Lord I prayed with so many people why only this person got the healing instantly healed Next day, within a week, the person goes back to work and starts working back again. And this was instant healing. And it was just just a call that came randomly, took it, prayed. The anointing was powerful. She became, she was slain in the spirit and instantly healed. He called me, brother, I'm completely healed, going back to work. I said, Praise God. I just want to ask you one thing here is that if if this lady had that anointing and believing currently, that this Grover's image will become better when I speak the word. Was she looking at the growers or was she speaking what she wanted to see? She's speaking what she wanted to see. Exactly. Now, if you understand this technique and how it works, we'll go further and we'll see what happened here. Now, let's go to verse 11. Okay, verse 11, what he says. Okay. Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I'm I may wake him up. Okay, then after that he says Lazarus, you know, is dead or Lazarus died. Okay, that's what he says. The three question says Lazarus died. Now, if you look to verse 23, go to take me to verse 23. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Now, can you see Jesus talking to you and just saying, Now, you may be in a situation, you may be in a court case, you may be in a problem, you may be in a situation where you are in trouble, and Jesus will say, You will rise out of this situation. Can you see that? Yes. When you read the Bible, the Bible also reads you. Okay, I'm sharing this with you. When you read the Word of God, the Word of God is also reading you. When He says, Your brother will rise, He says to you, You so and so by name Vivek will rise out of the situation. Okay, why you are saying that is because the power that is inside us is the resurrection power. Amen to this. Okay, the power that is in within me is the power that resurrected Christ from the dead. That is the power that is inside me. It is not ordinary power. It is the resurrection power that that raised Christ from the dead. That power is in me. So when he says, you will rise out of the situation, you must see it and say, wow, I'm out of this problem. Thank you. This is the worst for me. Okay. Then, verse uh, 25, if you go down, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And the question is, do you believe this? Now, this question is not just asked to them. It is asked to you and me as well. Now, what would be your answer when Jesus speaks to you? Now, the question here is, when the word of God is read to you, you will say, no, but this was read to Martha and Mary. Okay, when Martha said it, she was, he and actually said this to Martha. He never said it to me. Are you understanding how you personalize the word of God to your situation? Yes. You yes. It is not the Lord speaking to Martha. He's speaking to you and me. He says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, even though, if he says, though he may die, even though the situation may be dead for the world, your situation shall live. Do you believe me? And do you believe this? Are you getting me how the word of God comes to us? Yes. This is how the word is spoken to our situation, not just to Mata at that point, 2000 years ago, there's no power in that. When you apply this to our daily life, this is how things change in the realm of the spirit. Okay. And and so that was verse 25. Jesus said, the sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Remember, he spoke this at the start. And if you go down, if you see down, it was the resurrection that bought the glory, not the sickness, not the death. Okay. Okay. And that was the ultimate end of the whole matter of sickness will not be that. The ultimate end of the whole matter will bring glory to God. That was what God was saying this. And that's what Jesus was saying. And yes, now this is how Jesus shaped the unseen. And this is exactly what we are trying to learn today. This is how he shaped the unseen. And when we study it and find out all through the New Testament, wherever you see he spoke, He operated in kingdom principles. Everywhere God, Jesus operated in kingdom principles. And he has already taught us this. Many of us do not see it because we think it's related to 2,000 years back. And sometimes some people even say that the Bible is outdated. It was only 2,000 years back. It is not even relevant today. How many of us have heard it? Even I have heard it. Yes. Okay. I even heard some priests say that to me saying that those things were there so many years ago it's many parts of the bible are not relevant even today okay this is how this is what i've got okay yes now so you'll understand right from the time creation took place in genesis okay god always created by the spoken word so we are considered to be co-creators with god when we speak the word over a situation okay many of us think but we speak the word only once and things should change no, you don't speak the word once. You keep speaking it till that thing becomes flesh. Are you getting me? Yes. And the word became flesh, John 1, 14, and dwelt amongst us. So till it is just a word, there is no power. The moment the word keeps going, you meditate on it, meditate on it, meditate on it, and you keep thanking God. Now if you're praying for a son to get a job. You are to just say, thank you, Lord. I know he's got a job. I know he's got a job. Thank you, Lord. Your word has said it. I know every mountain I cast it out in the name of Jesus. Any obstruction that comes in my son's life, okay, I destroy it in the name of Jesus. I I command the angels or I command the ministering spirits to go forth in the name of Jesus and bring this job for him. And I thank you, Lord, because I know faith is that raw material you are giving me to speak what I want to see and call the unseen into the scene. I see my son with a vision, going to work every day in that bus. You draw up that vision of your son, continuously going to work, continuously going to work and thanking God. I tell you one thing, after some time, your son will call up and say, mom, I've already got the job. Thank you so much for your prayers. My point here is, you had already believed that he got the job. That's why your prayer was answered. Are we getting this? Yes. So once you operate like this, things start changing in the realm of the spirit. Now, many of us don't realize one thing. God always used the word to create. And that's why it's important for us to know what is God's word. Otherwise, you'll always be begging. Please give me job. Please give him job. Please give him job. Do this. Do that. Continuously, you'll be doing more things than trying to make, you know, the prayer work through the word of God. So, Revelations 12, 11 Many times I tell people, you do not know when you testify, how much blessing comes over you and your family. Do you know that, Saviva? Yes. I said, you should be shameless to testify. You should say, no, I want the mic. I want to testify. I want to testify. I will take even half a second, but I will speak of the glory of God in my life. I want the world to hear it of what he did. Our Lord, we serve is faithful. You testify, he blesses. But you say, what do I testify? He said, Lord, it doesn't matter what I testify. I'm alive today. I testify. I give glory to God for the beautiful little things of life. I testify. And so in Revelations 12, 11, they say, they overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Okay. Someone say, but I don't understand why some things happen. Uh, why can't I overcome the way others do? Do we always feel this? Why are others prospering? Why am I not? Why are others getting a better promotion? Why am I not? Why are they getting up better? Everything better better in their lives, better job, better things, their family is good, everything good. Why not me? Does that happen, Savio? Yes. Yes. Why can't I overcome the way others do? Some people don't overcome because there's no word in their testimony. They are only speaking complaint after complaint after complaint. Check the word that leaves your mouth. Is it the word of God or is it the word of the world? Are we getting this? Are we learning something? Yes. If we are learning something, are we going to apply that in our life? Are you speaking God's word or the situation? God said, I have provided all your needs. He you said, but I have got nothing. Are you seeing things or are you, you know, believing based on what people are telling you? You have got nothing. So, yes, you have got nothing. Okay. <clears throat> verse 39. Take me to verse 39. What does Lazarus' sister say? I mean, Martha says, the sister of him who has been dead said to him, Lord, by this time, there is a stench for he has been dead four days. Now, if someone says your situation has been dead even beyond, so people call it dead, but it's gone beyond dead. Now, what happens to your faith? This, I'm just asking you from who we are. Savio, what do you it see? It diminishes even further. Are you getting me what I'm saying?
6: Yeah.
0: If someone was praying for someone who was sick and his situation becomes worse, okay. Doctor says now you had first you had few you know months to live, but now a few hours. What happens to your faith? Just vanishes. Okay, then he says few minutes. Would it get stronger or would it get weaker? Just weaker. Is it? Are we getting this? Yes. So the, the, the thing here is the kingdom principle. And the application is someone, you know, the biggest thing when you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit is you get a spirit of courage to do something which people can't do. The lady decided to go and touch the hem of garment, even though people must have pushed her, you must have imagined the situation, she must have been, she was an untouchable, she went through the crowd, touched the hem of the garment because she could only see Christ, she couldn't see her problem, she couldn't see the image, she could only see Christ and she knew, she touches, she is healed. That is a point of contact which she had and that's exactly where the healing took place. But here, what happens here, Lazarus is dead, four days, his body is stinking and that's what his sister is telling. What is she seeing with the physical eyes or she is seeing with her spiritual eyes?
6: With her physical eyes. then.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, what's Take, take me to verse 41. Then they, what does he say in verse 40? Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Now, are we learning something here where God is saying to you, did I not say to you, if you believe, you would see the glory of God in your situation? Yeah. Your situation could be Joblessness. Your situation, maybe you are in an addiction, you're addicted to alcohol, drugs, pornography, any kind of an addiction, you can't get out of it. You are addicted to something like even social media or anything. You're addicted to something and Jesus is speaking to you straight and say, did I not say to you, if you believe me, you would see the glory of God. And then he says in verse 41, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And this is the prayer I would always recommend that we all make in our prayer life. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Is this the prayer of faith? Yes. What is God saying? How how many of us are learning? What are you getting from this? When you start praying for a situation, okay, you are stuck in a job and there's a lot of politics in the job. And you want God to free you out and give a situation. Now, what do you do when there are so many people or enemies in your own workplace? What would you say this prayer and how would you say this prayer? Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Are you praying this by looking at the situation? Are you praying this by praying what you want to see? By praying what you want to see. How many of you are getting this? Is important. This is the. This is going to change things in the realm of the spirit. Everyone will change. The prayer pattern will start changing. Things will start changing, and you will start saying, "Brother, I didn't know this, and now, even before I ask, the prayer is answered." God wants us to get to that level. Remember one thing. I always look at the Lord and say, "Lord, you don't change your level. You're there." You want us to reach there through faith. And that is important. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. This should be our prayer pattern. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. What happens This you are heralding faith into your prayer life. Are you getting this, Savio? Yes. You already told God, that you already heard me and you always hear me and you are thanked him for it. Now, my question is, would God answer your prayer? Then? Yes, he will. Because now you're not th- telling God what your situation is. You're saying, Lord, I'm already thanking you. And you go one step further saying, God, you will be glorified in this situation because the people who can see you because of this miracle, they will start believing. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you have sent me. All we have to say is that we believe that Jesus is the son of the living God. And now call that dead situation to life. Lazarus come forth is just Lazarus. For us, that Lazarus could be home. Can you write it down? Please, I want you to write. Who's your Lazarus? Your your Lazarus could be anything. Yes. You getting me? It could be an evil coming next to you, which needs to be destroyed. Yes. It can be a, a situation at your work. It could be a relationship with your own spouse. It could be your relationship with your children. It could be something that is your Lazarus. Yes. Which is dead. Are we getting something? Are we learning something here? Yes. Who is your Lazarus? That you need to come forth, come out, wake up. You're commanding. Is Jesus saying something, Lazarus, please come out? Is he saying that? Or he says, Lazarus, come out, come forth. Commanding. Are you getting me? Yes. The Lord has already answered your prayer. If you understood this principle, which is a kingdom principle. The prayer starts with, Father, I thank you that you have heard me and I know that you always hear me. These things have to be in your prayer life. Use this. I shared this with you. God will work wonderful things. Use this in your prayer life. You have already heard me and you always hear me. And you can also add that so that people will stand here, will believe that your name gets glorified in this because of your son, Jesus. I command the situation to change. Speak to the situation the way you want that situation to change. Do you know the situation is waiting for your command? It's not waiting to talk to you. You have to talk to the situation. Are we learning something here? We are saying the situation has to be you know, under our control. Are we getting something? Yes. So Jesus raises his eyes and then he says, "said." He didn't say it, but wait a minute—he hasn't said anything yet, you know. He directly said what he had to say, and he knew what he had spoken. But what he had spoken was already a prophecy. In if you understood, that's why I asked you to hold on to the word. You know, if you paraphrase this thing differently, if you understand, Father, I thank you that you heard me. What I proclaimed four days ago, I established it ten. This thing is not going to end with death. I know that you heard me. I know you always hear me. This is the reason I said it so boldly four days ago. Now, when someone is going through a situation, you will speak over the situation, what you want to happen and why we herald the power of Isaiah 55, 10, 11. You know what happens when you herald the power of Isaiah 55, 11? What are you trying to say is... That my word will go from here, move into the future, and wait for me till I come there. Are you understanding? Yes. Is someone getting it? So my spoken word moves there in the realm of the spirit into the future and waits for me. As a custodian, it waits for me. It waits there till that thing comes to pass. The moment I water it and water it, I'm only sending it to the future and making it wait for me, making it wait, making it wait, making it wait, and the glory of God only increases. Because what's happening now, I am not at the rim of a grow worse image. I've already reached the answer. I've already got it. Yes. Are you getting me? Yes. So when I operate in this realm, I'm applying the kingdom principle, which God has taught us in his word. I have applied it. I apply it. I keep speaking it, speaking it. Now what I've done is I've heralded the power of the word over my situation. That word has already gone into the future and it's waiting for me for the thing to come to pass. When Jesus said, I already spoke this four days ago, I knew this is for the glory of God. It's already come to pass. When you speak over your situation, doesn't matter what it is. You and I are called to prophesy. How many of you are getting this? Yes. If somebody says the situation is bad, you say, no, it's perfect. It's wonderful. I prophesy in the name of Jesus, this thing changes. You yourself will see a change because the God you and I serve is not naturally supernatural. Praise Amen. God. Thank you, Jesus. Unless we know this truth, you will not be able to apply the kingdom principle. You will still go back and again go back to another preacher and say, brother, pray for me. You pray for me. That one, pray for me. You will never apply. You have to operate in faith and make that courageous prayer. You have to learn. How can you ask somebody to learn to teach you cycling? Can you learn cycling by looking at a book? No. Can someone say, oh no, you look at the book, you keep on doing like this and then you have already got your license. Now, can you cycle? He says, no, go from here, go to the beach and get something from there with your cycle. What will you do? My point is, if you do not learn to operate the way the Lord operates, how will we work into and see the supernatural? When we will move out of our normal Grover's image into healed image, every prayer answered image, everything for the glory of God image, Because you just don't have to even worry. Because you know God's word says it, it happens. That can only happen when the faith is the power that comes from within the word. Faith cometh. Remember, it doesn't happen. It just keeps coming. Every day in Christ is a new day. Every day you're learning. Every day you're learning. Now, these testimonies, many people have learned from the testimonies. Even I've learned from the testimonies. I'm going to apply it. Now, my point here is, when you look at, you know, what he was basically doing. I'm saying this for the benefit of the people here. He says that, okay, so that they will know the principles of the kingdom that I used to bring about this great miracle. Then they will believe that you sent me. He was shaping the unseen and he is about to change the scene. And that's when Jesus said, Lazarus. Okay. Now, if you look at Peter at that point of time or any of the disciples, what they must have been thinking, saying, Lord, what are you doing? Are you getting? Yes. Yes. Many times you'll get embarrassed at that point. Remember, in our prayer pattern that you learn here is very different. Okay. It could be your own spouse laughing at you and say, What are you, what are you praying? Thank you. You already heard me. You know, I already got it. I already got it. I'm going. There's a lot of embarrassment. How many of you agree? Someone calls you mad. How yes. many of you agree? Yes. But the Lord says, You know, go through that phase of embarrassment because when, you know, when you get the prayer answered, nobody looks at your embarrassment. You agree? Yes, amen. You may be a little embarrassed at times. At times you're saying, proclaiming, confessing. You said, brother, you should confess. I said, confess till you see the answer. That's it. Okay. But when the manifestation comes, the embarrassment leaves. Yes. Can you say this after me, Savi? Just this line: When the manifestation comes. When the manifestation comes. The embarrassment will leave the embarrassment will leave. Are you getting me? Are we learning something? Yes. That when you do what you are supposed to do, continuously, without stopping, continuously, then the embarrassment will leave. Your words will change the scene and shape the unseen. If you use these principles of the kingdom, God said, I create the fruit of the lips. And that's why when your testimony is on your lips, it has to move out. Out of your lips, Isaiah chapter fifty-seven, verse nineteen. You could take me to that scripture, and the Holy Spirit will give me something more, which I need to give you. How many of us are getting blessed? How are we want to apply this? Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and you always hear me. Are you just saying this? There's so much of anointing. And now say, God, in this miracle. You will be glorified, not me. You will be glorified. You will be glorified, not me, Lord. You will be glorified through your son, Jesus. Your name will be glorified. The people will say that you are a God I serve. I tell you, you will see the glory of God. You will see the supernatural hand of God. And things will change. The moment you decide to come back to the preacher, you know what you're doing. You're going behind saying, no, Lord, but I'll still try the preacher. Let me try. You will never learn. If you do not make that attempt of faith and decide to stand up and say, no, let me also make this prayer and believe. Brother said, I can do it. I'm speaking the same word on the situation. The situation has to change. If it changes for Jesus, it changes for me too. How many of you are saying this? Yes. I mean, Isaiah 57, verse 19 I create the fruit of the lips. That's why the testimony has not to be on your lips. It has to go out. I create the fruit of the lips. Now I'm going to take to you. How many of you want what the Holy Spirit wants to give give us today? Yes. Anyone is hungry or should we go in and continue? It's something different. Now. Anyone hungry? If nobody's hungry, we just continue to wait. This is not for my teaching again. Yes. All glory to the Lord. Okay. Not to me. And I I will always be blessed if you make these prayers and see results. Because if God has done it, we do it. Okay. Let's do what the Holy Spirit. Okay. I know how many of you are hungry. You're coming here. Let's get what the Lord takes us to. Take me to Proverbs, Russell, Brother Russell's favorite scriptures, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 and 6, let's take it there. We may overshoot time a bit, okay? I'm telling you guys now only but you all are saying, give me what the Holy Spirit wants. But I said, okay fine. And we are going to make an agreement prayer at the end. I don't have a written prayer today. So whatever your heart's desire is, let's pray it and let us all see the answer. We are going to pray the same words which the Lord has taught us today and we'll see how the prayer gets answered. Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Now all of us pray this, okay? Yes, so read it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. What the Lord taught me some days ago is that there's power in praise and thanksgiving. Do you agree? Yes. Now many of us, sometimes we walk in life, okay? The very, very reason why we have a power of not believing is we equate god with man do you get this yes if you meet another man and says no i'll give you some money next week you come and take it okay now if you go to meet him and ask him oh you said next week uh, you'll give me the money which you owe me and you go and say oh by mistake i said next week come next month is that okay how many of you get that okay if someone says, "I'm coming at ten o'clock for your meeting," they come at eleven o'clock and say, "So sorry, I didn't know it was ten o'clock." I, you know, actually, the tire got punctured and I came in at eleven o'clock. Are we getting it? Yes. Now, what happens with? Are we associating trust with a person? No. Many times we see what man does and we equate man with God and say, "Maybe it works the same way there." Are we getting me? Yes. We can't see that God is different from man. He keeps his word. That's why he said in Psalm 138, verse 2, my word goes above my name. Have you learned that? Yes. Now, what really happens is I want to teach you something beautiful that the Holy Spirit taught me today. And in in this week that you guys wanted some, whoever's hungry, this is the power of praise. Whenever there's a door closed in your life, do we see closed doors in our life? How many of you get closed doors in life? Oh, everyone's doors are open, brother. Every day my doors, every day the door is always open. Do we get closed doors in life? On your finances, on your health, on your relationships, on your prayer life, you don't have time because you're so busy with the job, you just don't have time for the word of God. As brother Russell says many times, you know, the devil wants us to make us prayerless, busy, And never having time for God. What the Lord taught me today is a secret that I want to share with you. Whenever a door is closed and you don't have the key, because there's no key, what do you do? And you know what the Lord said? Just don't look at the door, turn back. And I said, what do you mean, Lord? How can I turn back? The door is closed. You're saying to turn your back on that door that is closed? My, It's a door of tomorrow. He says, if your door of tomorrow is closed, was your door of yesterday opened? Are we getting something here? Yes. If your door of yesterday was open, thank God for the door of yesterday does open because because yesterday opened you are there here today is that true? Yes if that door had not opened you would have not been here yes so look at that door and thank and praise Mm -hmm. God continuously for that door that he opened for you and in all your ways take one one thing if not Lord thank you Lord you kept me alive today thank you Lord, I thank you that you woke me up at six o'clock in the morning, allowed me to go and brush my teeth. Thank you, Lord. Do you give me lovely teeth that I brush? Lord, thank you for the beautiful hot water that was there in the morning. It was so beautiful. Some, some people don't realize that hot water also is a gift in the early morning, especially in the cold season. And then thank you, Lord, for this beautiful, I goggled, Lord. It's so beautiful. Thank you for the morning beautiful bath I took. Lord, I feel so fresh, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Everything dot centimeter by centimeter by centimeter. Acknowledge him for the little, little, little things. Keep looking at the door that was opened yesterday because he opened that door. In all your ways, acknowledge him and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Like a madman. Do it. And you know what? He will give you the key, and with that key, you will open the next door. Are we learning something? Yes, many of times we see a failure and say, Oh Lord, I failed. Everybody else passed, and I failed. But God said, To come here, also, you have to pass something else, right? To reach here. Are you getting me? Yes, you can apply this anywhere. I give of prophecy. If a person is married and not got children, what does a person do? Look at not getting children or blessing God because he got you married. You look at the marriage and say, Lord, you open that door. The key to the next door is with you. So I will praise and thank you for this marriage. And I'll bless you, Lord. The couple just starts praising God, praising God, praising God. And then they get the key to the next part. Everything is in the realm of the spirit. But sometimes we have to know where gratitude comes in. It's a very strong thing when you thank God. Are we getting this? Yes. This is something away from the teaching, but this is what the Lord gave me. And you said, I want it. I said, Okay, let's me give you. Okay, now many times when the door closes, sometimes remember this is against scripture. When David was fighting Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17, okay, what happened? The, when Goliath saw David coming with a sling, what does he tell David? Uh, do you think I'm a dog? Are you? I'm, I'm a compound dog that you're chasing me with a sling? I'm a warrior. Come fully dressed up and you'll come with a sling? At least if you're fighting me, a Goliath, come at least. I know I'm going to cut you and throw you to pieces, throw you. But at least come, at least prepared. At least know who you're fighting. They did, did not tell you who you're fighting. But David doesn't say that. He's, David says, that may be your problem, but I know the God who I acknowledge. He taught me to, to destroy the bear. And that's all I know. The God who destroyed the bear and the lion is going to destroy you. Did David speak that way? Yes. What happened? He acknowledged God. And by acknowledging God, the Lord said, wow, that is an prayer." David didn't have to even look at Goliath he knew God had already heard his prayer he just took it, hit him and that was it are you getting me? Yes. people of many times your Egypt may be speaking to you Moses took the people out of Egypt to the promised land when he goes to the waters, what they must be thinking he said God has told me that he is going to take you out of the promised land, they reached the Red Sea at that time they see the waters what would they see? it was better that we were there our joy of yesterday has been destroyed by what you are showing me. We can see the waters and you're saying God has made a way. Okay. How many of us have Egypt coming back? Many of us left alcohol. Some left pornography. Some left all kinds of addictions. What not they have left. Okay, some are women is having extramarital affairs. They left all that to come to the Lord. And then what happens over a period of time? The anointing is so powerful. They say, Wow, praise the Lord. You talk like this, come with the anointing. And after a few days, when the word starts dying down, what happens? All those same women that were out, you feel all right. Simply, I left the women. Someone who's left alcohol feels the alcohol bottles. Oh, they're still coming back. Are you getting me, Savio? Yes. The things of your past start coming back. How many of us get this? There's a principle that I'm teaching you here tonight. This is from the Holy Spirit directly to you. Not part of my teaching. Absolutely not part of it. Do not look at what you are seeing. Because sometimes you feel guilty in your heart. I should have done the wrong things. I've been so happy. I should have had more. I should have drank more. I should have kept on doing what I was doing. Simply I left here because someone said, come to Jesus and my life will change. What life change? I'm seeing this. Nothing happening. And then the devil comes back. Because when the devil leaves, when the spirit leaves, he goes back and gets seven worse spirits and comes back in the house and destroys it further. Do we know this? Is it scriptural. Yes. yes. And a house that is set, swept clean means does not have the word in it is very dangerous. Someone who's got healed, the devil comes back and says, gives you another pain. You have already claimed the healing. You have spoken about the healing, given a testimony in writing to everybody and still you feel something happening there. What will happen? Are we all getting this? Many times uh, Egypt comes back to us in different formats. Yes. We go back to our old ways. The old ways were almost clumsy and you may feel that was a better way. Why am I happy? The people... Of Israel, we're saying we are better of dying in Egypt than going off here in the land of milk and honey. Many of us have our Egypt coming back. Our Egypt could be our our all kinds of our old self comes back to us. My point here is, whenever you look at your Egypt, thank God that he brought you out here. and Thank and praise God continuously, just like David did. He acknowledged Jesus, acknowledged God in all his ways. When you are thankful to God in a little, 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 little things of your life, I tell you that Egypt will not come back. You say, this is wonderful. Because you don't allow yourself to be dominated by what the devil is telling you. You can only allow yourself to be dominated by what God's word tells you. Are we learning something? Yes. When we praise and thank God that is power. There's one testimony that the Lord wants me to give. When I was going through this teaching and, and this was this was not related to this but man, there was one uh, there was a gentleman who loved playing his saxophone Okay, it's a true story and he loved playing his saxophone and as he played his saxophone he was so mightily blessed that his family did well he did very well financially and he also was gifted as a preacher, to preach the word of God. The moment his ministry started growing and things started working well for him, the moment the ministry started growing, things were working very well for him. At that very point, his father gets an incurable kind of a disease and gets fully paralyzed. Every bit of finances that he had to move himself and make himself a name, all that he had to invest there was all sucked away by his father's sickness. And he couldn't move up in ministry and couldn't move up in his career because he was stuck. Because his father was sick and paralyzed on that bed. Every bit of money that was saved was being sucked out. So what he decides to do, he knows the power of God. He takes his father and says, you lie down on this bed. True story. You can do it. Practice it and see the result. Again, purely from the Holy Spirit for all of us puts him on the bed. From 10 o'clock in the night, he plays his saxophone with only hymns of praising God. Till 5 o'clock in the morning, he does nothing, only praises God. He just plays his saxophone, praising God continuously from 10 in the night till 5 in the morning. And the moment he finishes that, his father gets up and walks. true
13: story
0: is it powerful yes I tell you there's so much power in praising God even in that if you understood John chapter 11 what does God Jesus say father I thank you that you have heard me and you always hear me and after that he says so that you may be glorified in this situation are you getting this part all the glory belongs to God Many times we want the glory and we make a prayer, Lord, our prayer, our prayer. The preacher's praying. He's so powerful. He's a powerful preacher. There's no power with the preacher. Let me tell you this. I tell you straight away. When you understand that word, he says, you will be glorified in this miracle. You, Father, you are glorified. All glory to you. You will be glorified and you are going to be honored. People will see you as that supernatural God I serve. The God I serve is supernatural it straight away comes to that point of Baal. You know, the people of Baal and Elijah. Yes. You remember that prayer? He puts water in that burnt offering and and the Spirit of God comes and consumes the water. Are we getting God loves to be glorified? This is the, the crux of it. Once you glorify God in a situation by praising Him, you you become you become so you diminish yourself to such an extent, and he gets magnified to such an extent. David did exactly that. He said, My God, who allowed me and killed the lions and the bear. Who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine who comes against the armies of the Lord? Who are you? You are nothing. Are we learning, please? Are you getting the power in the word, how hungry you can be, how you can glorify God in your situation? Lord, this is for your glory. Use that in your prayer. Till today, you say, Lord, I thank you. You have heard me, but you always hear me. And now do this. Take that, take it and say, Lord, in this, you will be glorified. The people will see what you have done. And because of that, they will come to you, Lord. Change your prayer pattern. Use this one extra line. Give the glory. That person who played the saxophone only glorified God, not saying anything about the problem. Many times, don't look at the closed door. Look at the doors that were opened for us to be here. We forget the past, what God did for us till today. And say, Lord, but you're not done this. But what about you did this, 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 this. I glorify you for that. When you acknowledge him in all your ways, he will give you the key. You will get the key. He will. It's not, it's that like he shall. He's not saying he may direct your path. He may direct your path, Savio. No, he shall. He shall. He will give you the key. And with that key, you will open the next door. Now, one question here is, do you stop it and say, no, but I prayed nine to five. I prayed, brother, now, like morning, what will happen? I don't want you to come back to me and say, brother, brother, not important. Brother is not important. Preacher is not important. God's word says it. He does it. You will be glorified, Lord, in this. Your name will be glorified. Your name will be honored. Your name will be praised. The people who are blind will see that there's a God who Vivek serves. He's a supernatural God and he answers prayers. Are you getting? Are you with me now? Yes. Yes. You go to God like it's like you go into a court case, like a courtroom, and you give him an evidence and say, Lord, this is what will happen when this is it. This is what your word says. This is what I have spoken. This is the result. Because I know the God I serve is a powerful God and he's powerful beyond measure. And that's why I praise you. I glorify you. I give you honor. Sometimes I tell you one thing. If you can't make a prayer, just Look at the good things God has done for you and just keep blessing him for the good things. Forget the closed door. Just forget the closed door. Many of us pray thinking of the closed door and that's why our prayer can never get answered because we only say, Lord, I failed. But Lord said to reach here also, you have passed so many levels, right? Yes. Okay, to come here to life, so many people are in the grave, you're still alive. Means you definitely see the door of yesterday open. Where is my God of yesterday who opened that door for me? Go back to that God of yesterday who answered my prayer yesterday and thank him for opening that yesterday's door. Because when you thank him and praise him for that, he'll give you the key to today's door, to tomorrow's door. The door of tomorrow will open only because of you thanking him for the door of yesterday that he opened for you. Are we learning? Yes. How many of you are blessed? How many of you will apply this This basically? I mean, this is not to be just coming Friday by Friday and say, Lord, you know, I've come Friday by Friday. I tell you powerfully, if you speak God's word over a situation, that situation will change. But when you come back and say, no, no, brother, but you know, I'm not, you are trying to tell him, you're just trying to be on crutches and I'm trying to hold and you're just coming on my weight. Someday the devil will come more powerfully and then you'll be in trouble. Learn to make those prayers. Take a risk. Make the prayer. Do it. Don't look behind. Lord, if your word says it, it will happen. I don't look at any preacher. I don't look at a priest. I don't look at a holy man or no religious man. If your word says it, it happens. I speak your word. Father, you have heard me and you always hear me. And take your problem and say, Lord, by this result that I see. Okay. That my son gets a job, my husband or spouse leaves alcohol, that so-and-so happens. You will be glorified because people will know that Lord I serve is a supernatural God. I praise you, I praise you, I praise you because you have heard me and you always hear me. And you become mad. David danced like a madman. His wife said, don't you understand you're a king? There's a protocol. There's a king. His daughter said, what are you doing? There's a protocol, you're a king. He said, I'm not dancing for you. I'm dancing because I serve the Lord. I'm thanking him. Please stop looking at our closed doors. Please stop looking when the Egypt comes in. Look at what God has opened for you till today. And thank him for that. And the door of tomorrow will open because he will give you the keys that will direct your paths. Are we getting something powerful from the Holy Spirit? Yes. This is not in my teaching at all. But this is what the Lord gave me. And you said, okay, let's, let me have it. And I gave it. So I just want you to understand one thing. Do not depend on preachers. Do not depend on holy men. Do not depend on the priests. I'm not saying that you don't go prayer and all that. Start becoming confident in God's word. God, if your word is saying that, Get that in you. How many of you are getting that bubbly spirit in you? Lord, if your word says it, I want to try it. I want to try it herself. I know brothers saying this will happen. I will keep praising you like a mad person. I'll praise you like a mad God. I'll praise you like as a mad person completely. People will say I'm fully mad. Let them say anything. But I know, Lord, I'm madly in love with you. I'm mad about God. I'm madly in love with you, Lord. And I'll keep praising you, praising you, praising you, praising you. Let them people call you mad. People call you mental. People call you anything. I said during our teaching, we said there'll be embarrassment at a point when you're operating at that level of faith because you're continuously speaking the word over the situation. Continuously, your spouse will say, fully gone, mental case. Children will laugh at you. Everyone, workers, your friends, everyone will say anything. Don't stop, continue. Continue, continue. The embarrassment will be will disappear when you get the result. People will not see the embarrassment. Are we getting something yes. from here? Yes. But this does not happen one time and two times. It continues, continues, continues. And then God says, yes. Because what you are basically doing is changing your, your realm. Are you getting me? You're changing yes. the scene and you can only change the scene with a spoken word. Have you understood this? Yes. You can only change your thought process by speaking a word over it. We have learned this. Have you, you remember you said, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And I said, count one to hundred. Come on, count. You're counting one, two, three, four, five, six. Hallelujah. Louder. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Take the word of God and keep on speaking, speaking, speaking. Praise the Lord. You speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it. And then after what happens to, the, to that, that counting? Does it be, Where's the counting? Do you remember? Forget about it. You forget it because that thought gets out of you. The thought of negativity, you can't agree with the devil anymore. Please remember you're learning something very powerful here. If you are being blessed, that's why you need to gift something like this to someone else. The least you can do is get your spouse on the telegram group. That's the first step. Act in faith and say, look, for my sake, just be on it. The word will slowly, slowly come. Give them the word slowly. Just take one scripture. Keep on giving them a scripture. Your children, your spouse. And soon you'll start seeing the whole house being blessed. Amen. Do we agree? Amen. Don't worry about what the people will say. Lord, I operate in faith. I know. You say, husband, if you love me. Or wife, if you love me. I'm just asking you to join this telegram group. All I'm asking you just to connect. See for yourself. Because what happens here, every morning, I tell you, believers, end up get up in the morning, first thing, say, thank you, Lord, for getting me and keeping me alive. And take the precious blood of Jesus, pour it upon you, name the people, thank God for the little things of life. Do this every day, thank him for little things. Thank you, Jesus, I woke up. Thank you, Jesus, for the beautiful morning tea. Thank you, Jesus, the tea was lovely. Thank you, Jesus, the bus was on time. Thank you, Jesus, the people in the bus were so nice. Thank you, Jesus, things are working. Thank you. In doesn't the word say in some ways acknowledge him? All this ways. Are we getting this? This is a kingdom principle. When you start looking at the doors that God opened for you and forget the doors that are closed, a person who's not getting pregnant looks at the fact that he got married and bless God for that door they opened. God will get the next one opened. Are we getting it? Yes. yes. This is the kingdom principle. People are getting into a, they are getting into school. They're past the school, but they're finding it hard because graduation is a Egypt for them. It's fear. They go thanking God about the, the school that God oh, passed them through. Yes. And then graduation becomes a cakewalk. Yes. Are you getting me? People are focused on a troubled marriage, but God, you're not seeing the marriage that took place in the first place. If you yes. were there at that marriage. Look back and thank God for the things he did for you. Thank and praise him so madly, like David danced, and his wife said, Are you mad? You're a king. There's a protocol, people are looking, and you're dancing. He said, But I'm dancing to God, I'm not dancing for the people. Are we getting this? Yes. So I hope we we every week you're going to learn something new. We are going to close this in the next week. The are changing the scene. But if that man who was playing the saxophone, had not decided to do what he did. If somebody will say you're playing a saxophone on your body, the father is absolutely like a vegetable put there on a bed and you're playing the saxophone, thanking and praising God, what would a person say, Savio, if he sees this happening? Yeah,
6: the person would laugh and ridicule the person playing the saxophone. I'm
0: telling you, you and I will be laughed at. How many of you see amen to this? Yes. You and I and all the people here who are listening and who will listen will be laughed at and that's a fact of life. Yes. But your miracle is waiting for you. Do not wait at their laughter and stop because that is the embarrassment we all have to go through to get what yes. we have to see at the end. Are you getting me? What yes. we see at the end is the manifestation. Manifestation comes, the embarrassment will will what? Will, disappear. will leave. Yes. Are we getting this? When yes. the manifestation comes, the embarrassment will leave. So we will have to go through the ma- that very embarrassment phase where people like our own husband, wife or children or our own parents or brother, sister, friends will laugh at us.
13: Yes.
0: So what madness? What are you getting for? What is that Holy Spirit, that brother Vivek teaching? What are you getting from this? Do not stop because your prayer has not been answered. Just keep going. Yes, keep thanking. Just say, thank you, Lord. You open that. Don't focus on the closed door. I only said, take your eyes off the closed door. Say, Lord, that's closed in the remit. The spirit is already open, But to open that, I need the key. And the key has to be in my praises. Are you getting me? And I don't praise about the closed door. I praise about the door he opened yesterday. Where is my God of yesterday? You opened that door yesterday for me. I thank God and acknowledge him for opening that door. I don't look at this closed door because he will then give me the key to the next door of tomorrow. Yes. It's all about changing our focus from the things that are not happening. Where is the God who kept me alive till now who will get me back and give me the key to good health? Where is the God of yesterday who opened me up and brought me to this level of my education? Yes. Who will give me the key to go to the next one? Where is the God who brought me out of the land of Egypt to get me to the promised land. Where is the Lord who brought me out of that? Who is the God of yesterday? I acknowledge him. I thank him. Trust the Lord with all your heart means that. And do not lean on your understanding that the door will open because that door is closed. People are telling you it's a closed door. Everybody says it's closed door. It's finished. You're gone. You're complete. Nothing can happen. Over. That's the end. But you look at the door that was opened yesterday. You know, the whole perspective of our prayer is changing in what the Holy Spirit is teaching us. Don't look at what this is there. All the people are saying this is closed. You see what was opened for you to get here. Where is the God of yesterday who opened yesterday's door? I thank him for yesterday. And just keep thanking him. Don't stop. They'll embarrass you. They'll laugh at you. They'll say everything. Because I tell you, at the end is the manifestation. Amen. I hope you're being blessed by this teaching today. Something out of the world. Something beautiful that the Lord gave us. And and I thank you for all of you who said, Amen, you want to learn something more. For the people who are hungry, I'm sure you are fed. Prayer life will be wonderful. Do not depend on preachers and holy men. Start depending on God's word. And I tell you, things will start changing so mightily. That's the supernatural. Yes, Jenny, supernatural power of God is awaiting us. We are playing in the natural realm, praying ordinary prayers. God is saying, he's teaching us, this is the way you pray. Focus on what God did. If you're not being able to go out of a country because you have a problem with your passport or your visa, or you're stuck up in a country and you want to go home, thank God who brought you out of yesterday, brought you out of a situation and brought you to this country. He'll get you back to your country. I tell you, do this. And you will see yourself with no time, the very chains that are binding you will break open and you'll get your visa back home. I prophesy this in Jesus' name. A person who has no children, you got married, thank God for the marriage. God will get you the child. There's power in thanksgiving and praise. This is what the Lord taught me. Okay, so as we close in prayer, remember your testimony on even the telegram group matters because after this prayer is over, you're not glorifying this brother, Vivek. He has no power. Don't worry. Don't bother about him. Glorify God. I said today I've learned something that is going to change the way I live. The people who in our telegram group are how many? 230, 40, correct, Savi? Yes. How many people come here? 50, 60. Where are the balance? We should be having more than 100. What we learned today can change our life. We will never have problems if you understood this. Then why should people come only 50, 54, 55? That's it. Shouldn't be this a life-changing? This is not changing only a theory class. This is transformational class. Life is changing. Transformation is taking place. Holy Spirit is directly giving words from my mouth to you straight away. And all glory to the Lord, not to me. Why are we not getting more people? Why are we saying, no, no, that much is enough? There's something lacking in us that the word is not strong enough. Today, for testimonies, how to keep begging and say, please come testify. You should say, no, no, brother, I want to give my testimony half a minute, half a minute, because I know the glory of God is upon me. The anointing is upon me and my family. I will testify. I'm shameless for Christ. The people who are shameless are the ones who get blessed. I just, as I close, I had one testimony. Brother Johnson, I and I were going to Infant Jesus in Nasik. Okay, there's a place called Nasik. For people who are in Mumbai, they'll know that. Okay, and and we were in a bus, and this bus stopped in the middle of the way. Okay, and there was no way the bus was going to start. The driver also said it's not going to start. What did Brother Johnson do that day? Was he just said, "Come on, Vivek, come out, let's make a prayer." Okay, and we are praying on the road. Okay, we are not on any place. We are on the road. And we are praying, Father God, we thank you that you heard me and you always hear me. And we know, we confidently believe this bus has started because we are going to go for your glory, Lord. And we command this bus to start in your name. We speak to that engine. We speak to the parts. We speak to, I'm just giving you what we spoke. We speak to this part. We speak to the engine to come on. We speak in the name of Jesus to come on. And he told the driver, now go up. He said, but I've tried hundred times. It's not starting. So just go up and put it on. Just put it on. And the bus started and we reached Nasik. I'm telling you, these are things that really happen when you praise God. On the middle of the road, if you want me to, if you think I'm lying, speak to Brother Johnson and he'll tell you. Because we both prayed together. And (laughs) and that's how I realized when you're shameless for Christ, things happen like crazy things happen in your life. When people then start seeing and say, oh my, they will forget what they did to you. But they'll start saying, who is this God you serve? Your own spouses will say, yes, oh no, we need to know who you're serving. Because we can see this change and we want it. And that's how things will change. And that's why I said do not go back to preachers and this and wait. So read the word of God. There's so much of power. How many of you feel the anointing right now as I speak? I'm not even touching you. I'm not even touching you, not even saying anything. But I know this power flowing through the words I speak. There are some getting the anointing even without me even saying a word. The whole body must be under under a superb electricity current from the Holy Ghost. And it's real. I'm not touching, I'm not doing anything. This is how the Lord works. Let's close in prayer. Now I'm going to make a prayer of agreement quickly. But now in this prayer of agreement, we don't have much time. So what we'll do is we will agree that your prayer is answered. Whatever you have, we'll we'll go with the same prayer. And we're going to use this prayer pattern, okay? All of us. So let's close in prayer. Father God, Father, we know that you hear us and you always hear us. And we thank you for always hearing us, Lord. And we know in our petition that we are putting forth right now, where your word says, where two of us agree on earth, on anything, anything, you don't say something, anything, anything, it shall be done, by you father, through your son Jesus, because we go through your son, because he is the way, we come to you, and we thank you, because in this very prayer request, you will be glorified, not me Lord, and now I ask you, all of you to put your petition, what is your petition, do not beg, but say, thank you, Lord, for blessing me with a job. Thank you, Lord, for blessing my child to get a good partner in life, a life partner. Thank you for my child who's come out of addictions and is serving you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that I've got a new job, blessed with a double promotion, giving me everything you need, Lord. Thank you for a wonderful marriage, Lord, my spouse and I in love. Thank you, Lord, for my prayer life. It's gone to the next level. Thank you for bringing me to this Holy Spirit Brisbane prayer group. My life is now the same. It's gone to the next level. Come on. Come on. Bring your petitions. Put your heart out and know God has answered it. Do not beg. Claim it. Thank you, Lord. If you have a health issue, thank you for healing me by your stripes and woods, Lord, I know I'm healed. I know I'm healed and I'll keep, keep on, keep on thanking you and praising you for my health. Continuously. Because you are the God of yesterday that opened yesterday's door, Lord. I thank the God of yesterday who opened yesterday's door for me. Because I thank and I know that God opened that door for me. He will open the next tomorrow's door as well. Because I know when I acknowledge you in all my ways, Lord, you alone will direct my paths. That is scripture, Lord. It's your word. Your word goes about your name. And I know your word has answered my prayer. Whatever is our heart's desire, Lord, in Matthew 18, 19, as we pray in one spirit and believe in our hearts, that it's already answered, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I will thank you. Give me the courage to be shameless for you, Lord Jesus. Shameless, because as I go to this thanking phase, I know people will laugh at me, but let me go beyond my laughter, because I know this will manifest. Your word said it, and I know if Lazarus came out, my Lazarus will come out, Lord, and get up. And I command the Lazarus to get up in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I claim this as an answered prayer. Father, and I know it's already answered. Bless me with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Bless me with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Anyone who wants to receive the power, just stretch your hands towards me and just take it. Father God, give them this anointing that is there. Let them feel that current load, that electricity that will change them, that will renew them when they read the word. Let Romans 12:2 come. Let them not be conformed to this world, but renewed and transformed by the word. Let that word in Rome, in Hebrews 4:12, which is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. Come in our lives, Lord, that has received this anointing. Isaiah 10, 27 opens up, destroys the yoke, any kind of a yoke, any kind of a secret sin, any kind of a bondage. Be broken in that name of Jesus because of the anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful time of prayer. Lord, teach us to be shameless, to invite others. That I will stand up for Christ, Lord. If people laugh at me, I will pick up the phone and say, come to this Friday prayer. And I promise you in the name of Jesus, your life will be blessed. You have a problem with your finances? It will be provided. The Lord will provide All glory to God and to him alone. Never to the preacher because the preacher has no power. It is only glory to our Lord Jesus because in him alone, we have access to the Father. And we have learned to pray to the Father today in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you have heard all our prayers. And for these mighty warriors who go out, Lord, bringing this word to the others. Teach them, Lord, to speak the word, not to be shameful, not to feel any fear of shame. Invite others. This next week, 52 will become 100. In fact, there will be people not being able to enter in because the door is so full. Yes, Lord. And people will know how hungry it is to be in the word of God. That we hunger and thirst for the righteousness of Christ in us. In Jesus mighty name we say amen. I hope you have been blessed. Please share this on the telegram group. Let somebody know that there is something powerful happening here. And let them only within our group come and go out into the world and call. Do not worry about the people who laugh at you. They will laugh. But remember I shared this. In all your embarrassment, there will be the manifestation at the end. Do not stop thanking God or oh God of yesterday, not today, not tomorrow, yesterday, till you see your answered prayer. Thank you very much. Good night and God bless. Thank you, Savior. Thank you, everyone. And God bless all of you.
6: Thank you, Vivek.
0: Thank you.